Today's episode is brought to you in part by the fine folks down at Drift Outfitters in downtown Toronto, Ontario. Drift Outfitters is your source for all things fly fishing. From waders and boots to thread and feathers, Drift has it all. Check in on their website for the latest updates and policies regarding shopping during the pandemic. Curbside pickup for your online and phone orders is a great way to get the gear you need. And they're shipping for free across Canada on orders over 175 bucks. Visit Drift Outfitters com to learn more driftoutfitters.com Hello and welcome to another episode of So Fly. It is uh, it's the end of September, actually. I can't really believe that September's already gone by. And we're back here recording another episode. And, uh, of course, my name is Mitch and we've got Yilma. Hello, everyone. And uh, Aldo's not with us today because he is up in Tomogamy on the second trip, third trip of the third three trip. weeks. He's, yeah, yeah. Tomogamy, the back, Tomogamy backcountry, looking for brookies. But... Uh, that's okay. He's he's just left today on a van up up north, and uh, I'm sure he's having a ball. No internet connection, but uh, you know that means there's good fishing. But we do have a very special guest on the show today. Um, Casey Badger is a 40 year old ex professional BMX rider, now illustrator and graphic designer, based out of Portland, Oregon. Uh, Casey spends most of his days traveling the west with his wife Kayla and wonderful cattle dog Juniper looking for any fish that will take a fly. Uh, Casey started fly fishing in the mountains of Eastern Arizona at the age of seven with his father float tubing around Alpine lakes in search of brown trout and hiking up miles, um, hiking miles up small mountain creeks for Apache trout. His father passed away when Casey was 18 and for 10 years after the fly rods were retired, but after setting the rods aside for a decade, Casey kicked him back, picked him back up. And since then he's consumed by all things fly. Uh, and today he's on so fly Casey. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for coming, man. We're super, super stoked to have you on, finally. I know. All things time. fly. All things It has, fly. man. <laughs> it has. We've had Kayla on the show a couple times, and people listening might have heard those episodes. But, um, yeah, really excited to finally get you on, and we've been wanting to do it for a while. But uh, it was cool to finally meet in Montana, because, of course, you were part of the Reddington Rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What a rodeo it was. <laughs> I saw those, I saw those yeah. pics. Oh, it was yeah, great, it was man. A good time. It was so good. Yeah. yeah. Still trying yeah, to miss like, you, Yoma. Live there. Oh, you didn't miss me. <laughs> oh, no. We, we missed did. everybody. We had a great time. Year. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the Bears thing, yeah, we were kind of talking about the Bears a little bit before we started recording here, and Yoma would have been so scared of the Grizzlies, man. Like, I, I thought I was oh, like. 100%. I thought I was like totally not scared of Bears, and Yoma was always like overreacting. And then I saw that Bigfoot print that I thought was a uh, Bigfoot. It was a Grizzly <laughs> print, and I was like. I was like, oh shit, here we go. Okay. But uh, yeah, no, it was super fun. And uh, yeah, super stoked to chat today, Casey, just about your fly life and everything else. But uh, whereabouts are you calling in from today? I'm currently in my basement in Portland, Oregon. Amazing. And how's uh, how's that treating you? Um, I pretty much avoid coming down here like the plague because this is where I'm, this is where my work office is. Uh, nice. And I try to avoid that as much as I can. But here we are. Nice. I love it. Well, thank yep. you so much but, for, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> thanks for taking the uh, <laughs> the uh, the shitty plunge and going to the basement for this. I uh, really appreciate it. like the kind of artwork <laughs> you have in the back, though. It looks uh, it looks dope. It looks like a cool space. Thanks. It is a cool space. That was, uh, I think, yeah, that's a 
a project that's done and waiting for its owner to pick it up. And there's some other things on the table. Just, you know, I do illustration and graphic design, but I like to actually make things too. So mm-hmm. that's where that stuff happens. Tangible oh, stuff. Amazing. Yeah, create art and actually. So you actually sell it to like uh, people like just as art pieces as well, like your illustrations? Uh, yeah, like so that thing behind me, let's see. That yep. little guy was a uh, oh, commission of a mm-hmm. friend that just got married. So another friend oh, commissioned cool. me to paint that for him and his wife. And there's some oh, like wow. beer bottles back there that I designed the label on. So that's where those ended up when they came. I don't know. I don't really. Amazing. Oh. <laughs> I, I find it hard to drink beer at home. So the beer that ends up at home <laughs> yeah. kind of stays around for a while. Nice, man. I love it. I love it. That's cool. That's super yeah. cool. Um, okay, well, why don't we just wait, jump wait, into... Wait, um, oh, yes, <laughs> Sorry. Kate, what's your portfolio? I want to check out your portfolio. I don't have a portfolio. Do I'm blowing it. No. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I know. It's in, it's in progress. I started, like... I, I've been going down this rabbit hole of, like, I should probably tell people that I make art and I do design work and I'm an illustrator because I'm really really bad at self-promotion but i've been lucky enough to like stay semi busy with with the people that do know that i do it and you know obviously Mm -hmm. thanks to fucking instagram that's a big help in our lives um but yeah i've been like compiling all of the stuff that i've done and it's like i'm like oh shit i probably should have done this 10 years ago (laughs) if i had a a nickel (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. I was just saying, if I had a nickel for every artist, graphic designer, illustrator that said, I suck at self-promotion, I would be a millionaire. And then I wouldn't even <laughs> need to self-promote. Because, <laughs> right. right. it's all, yeah, it's always the case, man. Don't feel bad. I've been bad. thinking about that a little <laughs> bit lately. Like, I think that, like, it's a perfect storm of, like, that personality type is inherently in artists, so to speak. And then the yeah. other side of it is that, like, our generation or at least my generation, I don't know where you guys are standing, but it was like pounded upon us to be modest and not talk about yourself. And like, you know, so like, and so then we grow up into this world of like, oh shit, like I actually have to figure out how to talk about myself to like succeed if I, this is what I want to do. So it's been a, it's been a battle, (laughs) Mm -hmm. an internal (laughs) battle. Be humble. Yoma, be humble. Be humble, but yet (laughs) be confident yeah. <laughs> put yourself out there yeah, exactly yeah finding yeah. that like how to promote yourself without coming yeah. across as like yeah being right. like you know boasting i guess yeah i totally get yes. it yeah yeah well cool let's uh let's let's take a step back here and talk about just kind of before we we keep on going to the present day just talk a little bit about <laughs> You know how uh, how you got into fly fishing? Like, how'd you start fishing? I mean, you mentioned you started fishing with your with your pops back in uh, Arizona because that's where you're from, right? Yep, I'm from Arizona. I'm from like a suburb of of Phoenix called Scottsdale. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, my dad grew up like I grew up with my dad like riding dirt bikes. Like, I got my first dirt bike when I was four. Um, awesome. I started racing BMX when I was eight because you know my dad was like, well, that's a cheaper alternative than racing motorcycles and i love riding my bmx bike he also did a bunch of fly fishing and some outdoor stuff and so when i was like seven ish you know i i was pretty fucking hyper as a kid so we were on a fishing (laughs) and camping trip and i couldn't just sit there and i think i was driving my dad nuts and 
I like picked up his fly rod and he's like, oh, I'll just teach you how to do this. Like you're always casting or doing something. He's like, this could be really good. So he kind of, mm-hmm. you know, he taught me how to cast a little bit that night. I caught a, you know, I remember my first fish, which is kind of crazy. I think maybe actually everyone remembers the first fish, so maybe it's not that crazy. But yeah, I what, got a little fish brown was it? Was a, it like a, it was a, it was a brown yeah. trout on a on a little parachute Adams at this it, this lake's called wow. Holly Lake. It's in the it's on the Apache Reservation in eastern Arizona. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fucking awesome. Like, yeah, but, that's a really yeah, good there, first like, fish, man. Like a, yeah, a brown yeah, on a cool. parachute Adams. Like, damn, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was super cool. And then from there, like, he got me my own little float tube, and I had some really shitty neoprene waders that had a million holes in them. But I would just, like, put headphones in and listen to music and swim around the lake and cast or troll or, you know, whatever I was mm-hmm. doing at the time. But, yeah, it was, that was That's super awesome. fun. And then, you know, and then getting into, like, technical small creek fishing was super fun. And then we'd ended up going to Lee's Ferry, which I know Aldo has been, but... You know, I spent a lot of time there with my dad as a kid. And then, you know, when my dad passed away, that's where we ended up putting his ashes because that was his favorite place. Oh, wow. So, amazing. yeah, it was cool. Like, and if anyone's seen that Reddington, that last Reddington Topo collab video we did, that kind of spoke on that a little bit and kind of mm. went back yeah. full circle. It was cool. Yeah. Oh, that's wicked. So your dad was a big fly angler then? Like, he's he was doing I it for say he like, was a long a, time? or. I wouldn't say he was a big fly angler. I think he had a good friend that he met riding dirt bikes that he fly fished and then he got my dad into it. So I think my dad was probably, let's see, my dad was maybe like in his late twenties when he started fly fishing. Okay. And he passed away right before he turned 40. So he wasn't, he wasn't into it for a super long time, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But enough to to kind of introduce you to it, and also take you out fishing, and you know, actually get to spend time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he did like what a lot of people did. Is I think once he started, he got like pretty obsessed with it for a little while. Like you know, he went down the same rabbit hole. I think we all did. Like he wanted to do it as much as possible. He learned how to tie flies. Like we had a parrot growing up that we would use my parrot's feathers to tie flies with (laughs) like he taught me how to tie flies and i was about that same time so that's awesome that's awesome (laughs) sorry yoma's doing little finger tricks because the camera's blurry i'm trying to fix the camera (laughs) if you're watching this on youtube yeah watch this on youtube because you'll see yelma's blurry uh, camera these cameras are good but they get a little bit weird sometimes they some, i just have to wait and, oh. yeah you just got to give it some time well that's that's cool man like uh what was it about fishing like when you first started i mean you mentioned you just got to kick around and kind of get your energy out but like what was it specifically about fly fishing that that made you want to keep doing it i don't know honestly like i i always loved the act of fishing you know like Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's like the animalistic side that you know you're catching something and then you're you're you know higher on the food chain so to speak or if it was Mm -hmm. you know as a kid that's probably what it was you know like and and i was competitive and i always wanted to catch more fish or bigger fish than my dad and that was a fun little rivalry you know it at that time when i was a kid it was more or less just something that i did with my dad um you know it's it it was then i think it was completely different than what it is now you know like yeah 
I think as a kid, it was it was probably good for me because I was so hyper. It was probably something that you know, if I can look back, it was good to. It was something to slow me down, so to speak. You know, like yeah, it it drove all my energy into like one thing. I mean, I don't know. I guess it still does that. Like <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. get still all your. You can just kind of. I guess it can Channel consume you. And you can really like. Yeah, you can put a ton of attention into it if you want, right? And so it's like right. kind of good in that sense if you've got a very active mind, right? Yeah, I think that, <clears> that was that's probably if I had to like, you know, give it a reason. That's probably the reason. Yeah, and getting like actually having to, like being able to spend time on the water with your dad, like fishing when you're young, you know, that's pretty yeah. nice too. Like actually having like a fishing partner in that sense, you know, mm-hmm. when you're a kid to kind of show you the ropes. Yeah, totally. I mean, like. Obviously, you don't realize it at the time, but looking back, like, my dad was 100% my best friend. Like, we did everything together. Like, rode dirt bikes, yeah. went fishing, and he, he went to all my BMX races, and then he started racing for something else to do with me, you know? Like, oh, cool. So, oh, I, you know, I cherished, <laughs> I cherished that childhood, and I couldn't, like, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. trade it for anything, obviously, you know? Like, and then, yeah. you know, I laugh now that I talk to my mom and my mom's just like, yeah, you just turned into your dad. You're the same fucking person that he was. So good job. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. He was cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's super cool. <laughs> that's really cool, man. Yeah, man. Apple did not fall far. Yeah. yeah that's good. Yeah, man. So you. Wait, let me, okay, let, so me you... let me just try this thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't right, Yoma, think. Get, get really, get really close to it, Yoma. And then, uh, and then slowly back away like we do, <sighs> you know, I think things. that works. This is the type Casey's of added. Like, uh, this is the type of added content that that people really love on YouTube. You know, like these little like, <laughs> shitty things that I'm not going to edit out. <laughs> Let me try again. I'm yeah, not editing out open. anything. Ah, oh, there we go. Hey, there you, you go, were right. Yama. Nice Fuck, man. Aldo would be killing me right now. It's any consolation. You didn't <laughs> no, change at all on my end. You look the same. Yeah. Oh, great. great. <laughs> the good old yeah, the good old internet connection. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay, so you started fly fishing when you were a kid with your dad doing uh, the the lakes and the streams. You said BMX racing was the first thing you did in BMX. So you were actually like just racing. It wasn't like a it wasn't like a trick type of thing at that point. No, yeah, no. I just was see who could pedal the fastest. I started that That's when amazing. I was eight. So. About the same, I mean, yeah, honestly, like a, around the same time that I started fly fishing, so. Yeah. And did both of those things, like f- fly fishing and biking, did those kind of like coincide? Or were you more into biking? Because you would eventually become a pro BMXer. Um, when I was a kid, I think I liked riding, like I liked bikes more than anything, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, like I said, I didn't, I didn't fly fish for like 10 years and and after my dad passed away, my bike became like my therapist, so to speak, you know, like it was the only thing that I could do that would, you know, detract my mind from that stuff. And so then mm-hmm. that evolved into, you know, just becoming a professional athlete. Athlete is a weird word, but professional at it and traveling and that just evolved mm-hmm. and became its own thing. And I didn't really think about fly fishing at all, you know, like I would every now and then think about it. Like we did a trip to New Zealand for 10 days and we were just on all these crazy rivers. And I knew that those were good fly fishing rivers, you know, like I could still look at water and be like, fuck, that looks really good. And I remember that was like one of the first times where I was like in my head, like I should probably try to like find all my fly fishing stuff and see if I could still do this. But, you know, it took a couple of yeah. years after that to really do it again, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure. 
but yeah, it was there yeah, was a, yeah. there was a lot wrapped into the not fly fishing. You know that because it was such a thing with my dad. Like after my dad passed away, like I sold my dirt bike, I put mm-hmm. all the fly fishing stuff in my mom's attic. Anything that mm-hmm. basically reminded me of him, I didn't do more or less, you know, like I didn't race anymore. I didn't, you know, all of these things I didn't do. So, yeah, it just took like a random camping trip with a bunch of friends. And we ended up going back to one of the lakes that we used to go fishing at a lot with my dad. And I was just like, I I didn't really put a lot of thought into it. I was just like, oh, I'm going to go find my fly fishing stuff and see if I can still do it. And then when I was doing it, like it just like all clicked. Like I was like, why the fuck did I not do this for the last 10 years? Like, this is insane. Like I can still cast. I still remember everything or, you know, like as much as I knew, I didn't know a lot at the time, but, but yeah. And then I was like instantly obsessed again. Like I just, from there, like went down the rabbit hole of like reading everything that I could and, and revisiting all the places that I went with my dad. And then I met through bikes and a friend of a friend, like this guy Mm -hmm. by the name of Manny Chi, who, is basically like an Arizona fly fishing slash bass fishing legend. And he was like, he hadn't fished for a while either. And he was like, we should go fishing. He's like, I have this boat that I haven't used in like five years. Like, he's like, let's go try to catch stripers in the lake one night. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And he had this yeah. like badass Cayman flats, like Texas flat skiff. And we went and caught stripers cool. and, he got super psyched on fly fishing again and then he's got a cabin in eastern arizona by where we grew up so we spent a lot of time like fishing and and he fully like taught me everything that he had learned about fly fishing he taught me the carp game he taught me the bass game he taught me the you know the real creek game you know like i knew how to like toss a dry fly but he was like no you got to do this and this and this and you got to stock up on the fish and he he honestly taught me everything that i knew or no you know right Yeah. yeah All so the technical was, stuff, like really getting yeah, into exactly, it. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he's yeah. one of the most amazing guides slash teachers I've ever come across. So I got super mm-hmm. fortunate in that I, you know, made that friendship. Yeah. So yeah, it was that. around then when you were like 18, you said you, you kind of put all the stuff away after like that. It's obviously a traumatic experience, right? Like going through something like that and putting everything kind of away. Is that when you got more into BMX sing for, for those kind of 10 years in between fly and not? Yeah, totally. Um, I, you know, I, I rode the whole time between, you know, like from when I started racing to, I mean, I still ride three days a week, you know, like, um, but yeah, after my dad passed away, you know, like I didn't, I didn't ever try to be anything in bikes or fly fishing or anything, Mm -hmm. you know, like it just, I, think that things happen naturally or you put effort in and you Mm -hmm. get stuff back basically um but yeah i just you know i quit racing and i started i built trails in the desert and rode bikes a lot and started going to contests with friends and i had a friend that got sponsored by a bike company out of new york and he put me on the team and it kind of just naturally evolved into you know traveling and getting photos and magazines and yeah. In that evolution of becoming a, you know, a person in the industry. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it took, it definitely consumed my life. Like I went to college through that time. So yeah. I just kind of laughed that I like half-assed both of them. You know, I went to art school. And, yeah. 
it took me longer than it should have to graduate for that. And I turned down a lot of experiences and trips on the bike side because of school. And, you know, I, I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't juggle them very well. You know, like I knew I had to go to college, but I wasn't going to stop riding or having this opportunity to do what I did. In hindsight, I probably should have yeah. just not gone to college for a while and done that and then figured it out. But I mean, Whatever. But you must have had so many crazy, awesome experiences doing BMX. Like, it's, it sounds like such an interesting kind of unique world, especially at that time, right? You know. Oh, it was, I, it was again, it was amazing. Like, it was a, it was a perfect time mm-hmm. in my life. It was a perfect time for the industry. Like, I got extremely lucky with the brands that I worked with and, and what they mm-hmm. allowed me to do and what had the support that they gave me and the trips that we got to go on. And, you know, honestly now is is different but until like five years ago 100 percent of the people i know and are friends with are all because of bikes you know so now is a little bit different because now i have the fly fishing world mixed in and it's the same thing as passionate people kind of come together and we all figured out we're all like-minded and yeah works out but and we fish and we make stuff and we kind of just have fun you know like it feels like similar kind of yeah yeah that's cool yeah yeah it's cool the, yeah, was, the two worlds man, are yeah. they're, they're strikingly similar which you wouldn't mm-hmm. think that they are you know I joked when I started yeah. when I got on Reddington I was like I basically was fading out of BMX just like my passion was was shifting from riding bikes nonstop all day every day to wanting to mm-hmm. go spend more time in the outdoors and fishing and then I you know lucked into getting on reddington around that same time and i joked mm-hmm. that like my first trip was i was like yeah i traded getting picked up in a van in like fucking philadelphia for getting picked up in a van in washington you know like yeah. it's really the same <laughs> thing but like instead yeah. of going to the skate park yeah. or riding around the streets of philly all day and hurting myself like i just go spend time on a beautiful river for three days like yeah yeah, that's cool, man. That's really cool. It's a nice, uh, I mean, I feel like maybe your experience working with, with brands and like, and doing that kind of BMX stuff maybe helped kind of like, you know, maybe you got to that point where you were like, wait, I can kind of do, like, was it like that where you're like, I can do this in fly fishing? Like, why don't I it just was kinda... hundred. It was a hundred percent like that. I didn't, I didn't think that I could do that in fly fishing, but you know, yeah. long story short with Reddington is, is. I got asked through Twitter to come do a Reddington Mm -hmm. shoot through a photographer. A year later, I got a random, not a random, but I got a call from the brand manager at the time was like, hey, we need you to come do the shoot again. And we talked Mm -hmm. about like, she was like, well, what was your deal with bikes? And I was just talking about like how travel worked and how my sponsorship worked and how the industry worked. Mm -hmm. And we got into talking about marketing and and how products are marketed and what BMX does opposed to like what Mm -hmm. fly fishing does and how they're similar and how, you know, each side has goods and bads. And she was like, how do you know this much about marketing? And how do you know this much about these worlds? And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know. I just do, I guess. Like I (laughs) I just, you know, I apparently picked it up along the way. Like, like I had a signature frame and bars and stuff on the bike side and, I created the graphics and, you know, I went through the whole marketing side on yeah. that, which, you know, taught, teaches you a lot. But yeah. 
Yeah. You know, that conversation with her, it ended up just being like, well, do you want to do that with Reddington? And I was like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, I thought, <laughs> I thought you just flew me out here to like, take photos in the new waiters and that was going to be it for the rest of my life done with that you know yeah, like she's yeah. like no let's <laughs> let's let's continue this relationship and you know like yeah i think i think we could both benefit from it cool yeah that's super cool i mean you know why not like yeah that's that's the dream right like that's what uh probably a lot of uh, people listening to this podcast are like dang how do i like you know just make fly fishing more part of my life and actually get to do all these cool things and i mean you know i think because of just the way you say marketing is these days, you, you kind of can, right? Like if you, if you put in the yeah. love and the work. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know. I always say like, people ask me that all the time, obviously. And I'm like, I don't know. Don't try. Like, yeah, honestly, like if, you're, exactly. if you're like reaching out, bugging people, they're kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you have some good ideas once in a while, that helps too. Right. You know? Why yeah, not? totally. Yeah, you have to have something to offer. So when did you when did you make the move from Arizona to did you go to to Portland from Arizona? I did. Um, Portland's funny. I I had a group of friends move out to Portland in 2002, 2002, 2003 from San Diego. And so I started coming to Portland in, in that summer and I would be here from May and then I would go back to Arizona at the end of September to go back to school. So I did that for six or seven years and then I didn't do it for a few years and basically I got I started working for a small production company with one of my best friends or two of my best friends um, and they were based out of Portland and they started getting busy enough that I was flying out here quite a bit or flying to meet them for projects and we were working super remotely and they were just like, do you want to move to Portland? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, like <laughs> I was managing, yeah. I was managing a restaurant in Arizona at the time, which was cool. I mean, I loved it or I, I loved it sometimes. You guys, you yeah. guys know that world too. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was cool, but I didn't, I didn't, my, my end goal, I guess wasn't necessarily at that time to open a restaurant of my own or yeah. you know live in a restaurant anymore like like i said like yeah. fly fishing was consuming my life and and anything that i could do to have a little bit more life freedom was extremely appealing to me and that it, that's exactly mm -hmm. what that move would have been you know like the agency isn't incredibly busy it wasn't ever going it didn't ever it didn't seem at the time that it was going to be a full-time gig but it could have turned into a full-time gig and i was mm -hmm. happy doing that plus doing my stuff on the side and, and making ends meet basically giving me the freedom mm -hmm. to do whatever i wanted to do you know which was go mm -hmm. fishing all the time yeah uh, oregon is obviously a much uh fishier place than arizona <laughs> yeah so yeah so that you know, the stars align. Plus bike riding out here is really good. I had a group of friends that already lived here. Like I wanted to be back right. in this zone anyway. So it was, it was an easy, it was an easy answer of yes. Yeah. 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 But I mean, by the way you explain Arizona and like catching your first fish was a brown trout. I mean, it sounds like the fishing was all right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Arizona is this weird little, I wouldn't say it's a secret. There isn't a ton yeah. of water in Arizona, but there is really good fishing. If you know where like to go, spots. And you right. know, and you're not, and you're willing to put in the work. That's the thing with Arizona is that you got to fucking work. Right. Like it's a, a 10 mile hike fishing hmm. through the Arizona mountains is not a 
uncommon thing, you know, like cheese. If you want it, but you, yeah. but at the same point, you can catch a thirty-inch brown in a creek that's five feet wide. That's you know? pretty cool. So, yeah, it's, in yeah. in eastern Arizona, looks a like just like where we were fishing in Montana. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you were like, saying I, that. The I can send you. Yeah, I can send you, you photos of eastern Arizona, and you'd be like, "That's Montana," and you, I'd be like, "Nope." Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. Do you yeah. ever go back and fish it or miss it or Yeah, we go. Yeah, I mean, I miss it all the time, which is funny. Yeah. You know, you always miss what you don't have, but yeah. I, we go back every winter. I don't really go fishing. I haven't fished the White Mountains, which is the eastern Arizona stuff, since I've moved. Like, we just haven't been home mm-hmm. in the time that that is a thing. Like, we go back for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I fished Lee's Ferry a couple times because you can fish it in winter being in tailwater, and then we did that trip and... Um, I mean, I miss carp fishing around Phoenix hmm. oh, yeah. almost every yeah. day. Like you would think yeah. that moving to Portland would be like, you'd have fish like right at your doorstep. And I mean, yeah. you do ish, you know, like there, there's steelhead within, you know, yeah, for sure. 20, 20 miles of downtown or not even that far, probably 10 miles of downtown Portland. But yeah. I could in Phoenix, I could literally ride my bike a mile in any direction from my house and catch a 30 pound carp wow jeez, that's pretty like it was yeah you know when i lived there i took it for granted because you know i I, yeah i started carp fishing because it was that close to the house it wasn't because it was like this romantic thing that it's become now right like yeah it was just like Mm -hmm. i need to i need to go fishing there's Mm -hmm. all these canals around the house there's got to be there's fish in them. I'm going to learn how to catch those fish, you know? Like, yeah. 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 That's a cool way to get, I mean, that's a really great way to get into carp fishing. Cause yeah, people are, I mean, now it's like a, it's a thing now, you know, like, and I mean, you've, you're doing a lot of carp fishing too in the summer months, right? Like, didn't you get yeah, a nice carp sure. in Montana I mean, or am I thinking about something else? No, Maybe that was right uh, before, the day before. It wasn't Montana, right? Day no, before. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was Columbia. Yeah. I mean, I do nice it here fish. because, because I do love carp fishing. You know, like yeah. the carp fishing out here is completely different than it was in Arizona. But yeah. a big part of why I like it out here is that nobody does it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, steelhead fishing is a thing, obviously. Yeah. Like trout yeah. fishing is a thing. Like it's hard. It's harder to get away from people. Like fishing in the culture mm. out, is in the culture out here. So the vast majority of people fly fish. In, yeah it's everywhere mm-hmm. you know like arizona it wasn't yeah. when i was living there it wasn't that big it's a it's a thing now like when i go home i run into people in the canal that i've never seen you know or heard of or wow yeah and it's crazy eh like this this yeah, idea that like case. fly fishing it's like you say in in out in oregon like fly like everybody's fly fishing you know and it's kind of you see it everywhere like it's cool like it, we we don't really have that here i mean there's a lot of people that fly fish here but it doesn't like yeah. when we were in montana and it's like there's everybody's fly fishing in my obviously in montana yeah. but it was just like it was so cool because it's like wow this is like actually like is a big thing out here like it's yeah, a big re- thing you, you know? read about it you hear about it and then makes yeah. you go and it's like yep yeah, okay they were right it's just right. crazy like everybody yeah. fly everybody fly fishes it's like yeah. wow it's that's like so when weird. you when you think <laughs> about that you're like oh it's so awesome like everybody fly fishes like it's in the culture yeah. like you see fly fishing stuff everywhere <laughs> and then you go there yeah. and you're like oh that translates to like you got to like wake yeah. up two hours before you want to be at the river. Cause you got to beat people there and you got to, mm, you got to right. battle for runs and you're like, you're like, Oh yeah. Shit. Those, 
those <laughs> spots everybody yeah it's just it gets packed right yeah right that's interesting so the carp though i mean yeah like how you said it's different carp carp fishing is different there than it would be in arizona what like how is it different what makes it different uh carp fishing in arizona so the majority of the carp fishing we would do would be in like small neighborhood ponds um yeah or in the canal systems so the canal yeah. systems is a pretty crazy slash red story that the canal systems bring in you know water from the major waterways like the colorado river or the salt river chain yeah. and it basically makes phoenix inhabitable and in that you have drinking water and agricultural water and they all get piped in through these canals a lot of these wow, canals were a lot of these canals were original originally dug by the native americans that inhabited that land a thousand years ago okay so they just yeah. used the same system and concreted them and the wow. cart come into play is that until like the mid 80s they had to spend a ton of money every year dredging out all of the silt and vegetation that would build up in the canal system mm -hmm. and so then i don't know who it was i'm sure you could google it but someone mm -hmm. along the line came in with like we should just plant grass carp in there because they eat their weight a day in vegetation yeah. and so we won't yeah. have to dredge out all of these things every year we could just put these grass carp and these common carp in here and they'll <laughs> get rid of the bugs they'll get rid of the silt you know they'll wow. basically just solve the problem that's crazy and so they put those in there and then they implemented the you know in the in the srp canals which are different than the central arizona project those come from the colorado yeah. river um SRP canals, you're allowed to fish. It's catch and release fishing only. The grass carp are wow. sterile, so they can't reproduce, so they can manage the population okay. of them. Um, but yeah, yeah, those fish have so much to eat that they get big. <laughs> That's wild. That's they, crazy, yeah. man. Did they, not, did they overpopulate by introducing them, a new species, or was it pretty um, much? No, I mean, there's no... There's no... I mean, Wait, so they don't spawn, right? They don't reproduce? No, they don't reproduce. They're sterile. And there's no uh, threat for them to be... So Arizona's crazy because there's only one real natural lake in the entire state. Right. The okay. rest are reservoirs. Um, right. right. So there's no there's no worry about right, them like right. competing yeah. with native fish because there are they're, they don't live in areas that there are native fish, basically. They're native fish. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's a, yeah. that's but, wild. You know, I didn't even first. I didn't the, even know. Like, yeah. But when I mentioned the Central I Arizona project ones, like we have in that yeah. lake that I went striper fishing with, those stripers got to that lake because they were they were introduced into the Colorado River mm -hmm. below, mm -hmm. you know, below Lake or Lake Mead and below Lake Mead. Basically, they found their way right. into the canal system. The canal led them to like a, like how many miles is that? <laughs> 250 miles to central Arizona outside of Phoenix. They got yeah. into the lake, they reproduce. So now there's a striper Damn. population <laughs> that is evolved. in the canals. In the canals and into that Lake Pleasant is what that lake is called. <laughs> but wow. yeah, I've got stripers. So is that a bad thing? Technically? Thing. Um, is that like bad? No, because again, like, I mean, it's bad. They put them into the Colorado River. So now they have to, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. that's bad because there's yeah. not native yeah. fish but you know as as we're learning colorado river is gonna seemingly dry up so <laughs> really is it is fish, it really i don't think fish populations are a worry right now is the problem yeah mm. is that due to like climate change yeah there's extreme drought 
like Lake Powell, oh which is gosh. right above Lee's Ferry, is at, mm-hmm. you know, it, it needs to drop like another 30 feet and it's unable to produce power. Jesus. Oh, wow. Which, so if, it's un- if it's unable to produce power, that means no water is getting below Lake Powell. Yeah. So yeah. the yeah, Grand exactly. Canyon will dry up. You know, Lake Mead wow. is, if you guys haven't seen, Lake Mead is already a puddle to what it should be. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not good <laughs> yeah i mean it seems like a lot of stuff going on in that yeah i mean yeah i first of all i didn't know there was canals <laughs> like that was the source of water for phoenix that's fucking crazy <laughs> that's really cool that's really cool and then the fact that you could just bike down there and catch 30 pound carp isn't is wild yeah that's i mean so it wild. was it's a cool it's a really cool thing to have around phoenix and it's it is you know, it sucks when I go home and I got to compete for waterways, but it's awesome to see that that is a thing now, you know, like, yeah, it's cool. So it has that blown up. People are doing thing. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's cool. So then, okay. So then in Oregon, like it's, it's obviously the fish are just more, they're not, I mean, it's just not canal fishing. That's how it makes the carp fishing different. No, you know, Oregon is Oregon's, I think Oregon's its own world of carp fishing too, is that for the, for the most part, the carp, that we're catching the Columbia River or eating mussels. Right. So little wow. clams and little Jeez. mussels that they're digging around for. Mm. So we can't yeah. move the fly for them. Like they won't they yeah. won't eat a moving fly. So yeah. it's yeah. a lot of you know it's it's a hundred percent it's like flats it's like flats fishing for bonefish, except for you're not stripping, right? Like right. we're walking right. these expansive gravel flats and sometimes yeah. muddy sloughs, but effectively doing the same thing as sight fishing for fish that are rooting around looking for mussels or cruising and they'll eat they'll eat stuff that drops right i don't say that they won't eat things that are stripped because sometimes they'll get on the damsel bite around weed beds but for the majority it's you cast drag drop watch a meat set the hook yeah wow what a cool way to fish carp and also the fact that they're eating mussels yeah 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 it's pretty cool the dickhead one is a muscle it's a hybrid fly which (laughs) a friend that lives here developed it's called the high so it looks like a worm and a muscle basically like right on. that's that's basically the only fly that you need to use for the columbia river (laughs) i love it (laughs) there you go i love it so what kind of fishing what kind of fishing are you doing like this time of year i mean now you're switching over to you were out the other day, right? You were out Sunday, right? Uh, yeah, we floated um, a 30-mile stretch on the Deschutes from, it's called Max to Mouth, so Max Canyon to the mouth where it intersects with the with the Columbia River. We're fishing for steelhead. Nice. Um, and how'd it go? Uh, we found one fish between the three yeah. of us. It was pretty slow. Yeah. yeah. Didn't seem like it was good for anybody that we had talked to. Um, I don't know. It's been... I mean, it hasn't. It's it is extremely hot for being the end of September. It's it was ninety right. degrees out there on Sunday, and wow, it should be it should be cold. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird weird weather to steelhead in, you know. Like it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's cold in the mornings, which is nice, and it's you know the steelhead yeah. game is is it's a morning and evening game yeah. predominantly. You know that's your best chances, yeah. but you could catch them during the day too, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. regardless, it was a fun float, and but we're getting yeah. into you know there's there's salmon around now, and if it ever decides yeah. to start raining, the salmon fishing will get good. It's it's projected to be, and is already, a really good coho year, so mm-hmm. okay, yeah, nice. 
Those things are assholes, but <laughs> you can get them to eat sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like they're kind of are they are they notoriously kind of tricky to to hook or? Yeah, I mean they're not eating, so you're just trying to piss them off. They're aggressive; they chase things, right. and if yeah. they're in an aggressive yeah. mood, I don't know. I fished a I fished a river the other day, and there were coho rolling fucking everywhere, but they wouldn't they wouldn't <laughs> move for a fly. Oh, man, that's got to be frustrating. Eh? That is so it's, frustrating. It's frustrating, but I don't know. It's, I don't cool know what's better. Cool if you see. can see the fucking fish not eat, or you know that they're you know that they're there and they're not eating, or if you just like think that they're not there. I haven't I haven't decided. That that's that's better for sure. That's better. <laughs> you think that's better? <laughs> I mean, you, like, yeah, I was stealing oh, fish. You know, so. like, oh, there's just no fish here when you know there yes, probably yeah. are a bunch of fish. Wasn't me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's how I feel with steelhead fishing here because it's uh, when we're swinging flies oh for God. steelhead on I rivers that maybe, <laughs> you know, some of the rivers we fish don't necessarily get a ton of fish and it's like there's pressure and also you're swinging like a dry line or whatever. Yeah. So it's like the odds are stacked against you, right? But it's like you can't see them miss the fly. But when, you're, when you don't catch a fish, you can leave and just be like, well, there's no fish yet. We just need some rain, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Feels good. Feels good. Yeah. Yeah. The steelhead yeah. out, uh, out there, though, out, out west, are uh, notoriously having uh, a bit of a hard time. Like, what, what's what's the return expected to be like this year on some of the rivers? Is it is it a good story, or is it still kind of like, uh, you know, a little bit? Uh, this year's a this year's a. I mean, you put everything into perspective, right? This year is a good return right. year. We're we're on pace with the ten year average. Okay. Um, the downside to that is that this last ten year average was significantly and by significantly i mean you know maybe a third to as half as good as the previous 10 years before that oh wow um you know everything is cyclical historically that cycle does that it's up 10 down 10 up 10 down 10 but this year you know we had a really good winter good winter run of fish winter weather lasted well through june like we got a ton of rain all the way through june which translated into a good early return of fish um it seems to be kind of slowing down now i think because it is so hot and has been so dry i'm hoping Mm -hmm. that once it starts raining again we'll get a good final push of these summer fish but we'll see i mean i don't know but the return has been good there's been tons of people catching fish Mm. okay i'm weird with steelhead like i i love steelhead i don't fish for steelhead a ton you know like okay Kayla and I actually coincidentally talked about this earlier today. It was like, you know, they're having such a hard problem on their own. Yeah. And granted, we are doing it in the least harmful way. You know, we are are swinging flies. We have the less percentage of encountering these fish that we can. But still, that encounter could possibly be detrimental to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's this weird battle of like, you know, these fish are very visibly becoming extinct in front of our eyes. Like, mm-hmm. I think we need people fishing for them because we need people fighting for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I need to fish for them to fight for them. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, well, you've had, you've had a lot a of experiences. Times. Yeah. 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 I mean, I go no, like I a couple you. times a year and, and, and it, and it is honestly like one of the only things we can fish for in the winter. Winter right. steelheading is, is yeah. a lot easier for me to wrap my brain around because, A, I suck at it. 
and uh, B, <laughs> I suck at it. So me too. <laughs> I hate Steelhead. Yeah. I fucking yeah. hate it. <laughs> but I love, I, I love like Steelhead to me is such a romantic thing. You know, like it's hard to live yeah, in the totally. Pacific Northwest and not be a Steelhead mm-hmm. person. Like it is one hundred percent the fishing culture here. And yeah. I and I love the act of I love spay casting. I love working yeah. through a run. It is completely different than any other kind of fly fishing I do. And yeah. I love it for that, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I don't think yeah. that I would ever stop, you know, like yeah. I, I could totally see myself becoming the person that like is just clipping hooks off flies and yeah, doing it for, doing it for the grab, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily there yet. I'm not sure where I'm at. I feel you. Just haven't been fishing you. for him a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. No, I, I know what you mean, and I mean, yeah. I mean, you've got lots of experience fishing. I think you, you, you know, your relationship to to the fish is solidified, right? So you can be in that kind of point where, you know, you're like, actually, I'm gonna just like leave them be this yeah. year yeah, I or think, something. I don't you know, know like, but that's my thing with steelhead is that I'm not. I wouldn't say that I'm proficient at it. You know, like I think that I can cast right. well enough. I think I know well enough what to do, but my mm-hmm. experiences with catching fish isn't that high. Like. Yeah, I've never put a. I don't want to say that I did, I have put a lot of effort in, but like lately, now that I seemingly know what I'm doing, I don't put the same amount mm-hmm. of effort in, so I don't catch a lot yeah. of fish. You know, like yeah, but it's yeah. still it's still there. Is that like, I don't feel like I've mastered it by any stretch of the imagination. I don't I don't even think I've yeah. scratched the surface. I have caught a yeah. I have caught a steelhead like every way that I've wanted to. You know, like yeah. I've yep. caught it on a, I've caught yeah. it on a dry fly. I've caught one, you know, swinging flies, winter fish, summer yep. fish. You know, like I've, I've done it every yep. way that I've, you know, wanted to. But I wouldn't say that I've mastered anything. Oh man, yeah. Ste- that's steelhead in a nutshell, right? It's like, right. but I definitely know <laughs> people so that get. like they are very. They're like, if I yeah. go fishing, I'm Dialed. going to catch a fish, and they do. So I'm like, right. damn, that would yeah. be nice. Totally with you. The ten thousand hours doesn't doesn't work with steelhead fishing at all yeah. that, that theory does not coincide <laughs> with steelhead fishing no. no yeah i think i'm i think i'm well above that average as well yeah <laughs> I love it. hey casey do you have any friends in tampa right now in tampa yeah um no i have a friend that lives in naples in naples i just got a message i'm working with this guy um from freelancing with this guy and he's in tampa he just had to put a shutters his hurricane shutters on just texted it to me. He's like, I'll be back in a bit. I'm like, holy shit. Oh, the hurricanes. Yeah, I got hurricane a, we got a few friends in Orlando, and they're they're hunkering down, yeah. too. Oh, really? Yeah, t- tis the season. Tis the season, yeah. Well, yeah, you saw I what mean, was happening out east, too, right? Like, yeah, it was like Scotty, and, year, Scotty like, and Kate just got Scotty and Kate. blasted. Yeah. 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 yeah, they were sending pictures of floods and stuff. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's a world uh, of extremes. Okay. We've got Casey every so every show. We've got this thing called Mitchie's Fishies Five, where it's like five questions we ask uh, every guest. Um, so I'm gonna ask you them now, um, and they're just kind of just you know five more general fishy questions, just you know broader about your fishing life and that kind of thing. And um, I'm gonna pull them up because somehow I always forget what they are, even though I like Aldo always always like okay yeah no, okay. <laughs> okay so the first Aldo's one not here Mitch Mitchie's okay five, fuck. I know he's always like Mitch. How do you forget these? You ask them every podcast. I'm like I don't know. I always just draw a blank. Um, the first question to Mitchie's Fishies Five is: If you had to pick a favorite fish, what would it be and why? If you had to pick one. Hmm. Hmm. Um. I think. 
your favorite fish is always the next fish, right? So I think my yeah. favorite fish would probably be a fish that I haven't had the chance to catch. So Golden Dorado, oh. I think, would be on my oh, shit. number one bucket That's list. a cool that's a cool answer. Yeah, Golden they Dorado. Seem like, they seem cool. like the, the pinnacle of yeah. everything that I would love in a fish. So I'll say that's my favorite oh my fish. <laughs> <laughs> those fish are crazy, man. I'm totally with you. I want to I wanna catch one of those too. Are yeah, you going to get a shot at any of them, you think, in the upcoming? Know. You I got mean, any plans? No, no plans. Yeah. It seems like I think yeah. that, that fish is like, it's a bucket list because, A, it's expensive to do, and I can't yeah. you know, really foresee myself being able to afford that gnarly trip um <laughs> yeah that's a heck of a trip yeah but that is also part of what makes it so rad is that like you have to go to the craziest places to find those things so yeah yeah seems i'm not rad. coming with you yeah, no doubt it's all new all right there's no grizzly bears in the amazon <laughs> yeah but there's no <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're good Yama. you got no grizzly bears <laughs> i think good, i'd rather grizzly grizzly bear than one of those little poison poisonous frogs that are just like this small <laughs> i'm just kidding Golden Dorado, man, like those fish are so cool. Yeah. Like I, I saw someone we know actually up here in the, up here in the Toronto community. He was just fishing for them and got a beautiful fish, and I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, they look insane, ass. man. I'm totally, I'm totally kidding, Casey. If I, you know, I, I am scared, but I'd still do it. Okay. At least once. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. You, you might not that. sleep you for that week, but you'd be. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I can sleep after. <laughs> <laughs> True. If I die fishing, that's I not a bad it. way to go. Hey. Nah, that's a good way to go. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah man that's 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 good okay number two mitchy's fishies five is if you could fish and maybe this is gonna be the same answer but if you could fish anywhere in the world right now assuming it's the best time of year to go there and the fishing's gonna be amazing where would you go if you could go through time and seasons and go fish anywhere what would mm. it be <laughs> no i would want i would want to fish like a columbia river tributary when the runs were what they were in the 30s or before oh, that, nice. you know, yeah. like when they were at that's, their historical hey. high. Yeah. <laughs> that is that, the that's first the time that answer's ever come up. Sorry to interrupt. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Columbia <laughs> River had the world's largest run of anadromous fish, you know, like salmon steelhead was, it was the highest in that river and its tributaries got the most of that run, you mm -hmm. know, like. Yeah. I think that that would be the one yeah. if, but is that, that's the question of, do I get to retain the knowledge that I have now or do I go back to that time period's <laughs> knowledge? Oh no, you get to retain the knowledge and you can bring the gear. Yeah, you can bring the gear. Perfect. Yeah, I'm time <laughs> traveling with a spare rod and uh... <laughs> Man, you'd be roping fish to be it's insane. A time travel yeah, story. So, yeah, man, that would be, yeah, that would be incredible. <laughs> That'd be cool. And that's like those classic pictures of like anglers with like the th the the stringers of fish, and it's just like a hundred like yeah. giant fish, you know. And yeah. It's just like God, yeah. it's crazy, man. Yeah, the Columbia like had a, cool. a May run of Chinook salmon that were you know upwards of 120 Jeez. pounds. <laughs> like that's so insane. The May the May can, monsters. And yeah, can you imagine? Now, oh but... my God. <laughs> Yeah. I love when I go in the river and, yeah. and Mitch, you, you you can attest to this. And then we, we meet a guy yeah. who's, you know, he's like, no, 80. He's like, oh, when I used to fish, there'd be so many fish in the river. I'm like, yeah, I wonder how they all died. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, right. I wonder why they're not there anymore. But yeah. We kept everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wonder what happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Number three of Mitch's Fishies Five is what is your best or favorite fishing memory? Or one of your best or favorite fishing memories ever? 
That's a lot of, a lot um, of memories. It is a lot of memories. I think my favorite fishing memory is pretty funny because I it it's the story of how I proposed to Kayla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I had this elaborate plan that we were in Ascension Bay and we had a guide and she was tarpon fishing and I had this plan that you know, she was going to catch a tarpon and she was going to turn around and I was going to drop down to my knee and propose and the guide was going to film it and it was going to be this like, you know, like everything that you envision in your life, right? Yeah. And so that day yeah. came. I was a fucking nervous wreck that whole trip anyways. I don't know why I was nervous, <laughs> but I was. Um, we yeah. went tarpon fishing and, and now that you've met Kayla, you understand the type of person that Kayla is. You haven't seen this side of Kayla because you you didn't get to see the like crazy fish obsessed Kayla, who it's a whole yeah. different world of Kayla. She yeah. had never caught a tarpon. You know we're chasing tarpon all day. She's having shots all day. Like they're just not like either she's like either like the fish is missing the fly or you know like they're yeah. just they're just not turning on the fly or whatever it is. But she's like hyper focused. You know. She gets yeah, one to eat finally. And, you know, keep in mind, I'm like, I got a ring in my pocket. I'm, like, ready to do yep. all this shit. She, like, <laughs> hooks one, and it burns her finger, you know, like, on the hook set. And it oh, runs yeah. and burns the finger, and then and then spits the fly. And she turns around and looks at me like Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters with the glowing red eyes. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> she's like, give me tape now. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, like, and I'm like, well... This is not going to be the day. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was the day, but I was like, this plan of like proposing to you on the boat, like you are not in the mindset of of me doing this. And and honestly, like looking back, I should have still gone through with that plan. Still, still would have been awesome. But it was like I was so scared of her in that moment. I was like, no, 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 tape. (laughs) You need tape. Here you go. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I ended up like I ended up like we get back. She caught a tarpon. She was happy. Like it was her birthday. The lodge made her a cake. And then I was like, hey, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Like we gotta get back to Tulum. Like and because I had this plan of like, you know, like there was a pretty rad spot on this beach, you know. And I was like, I'll just do it there, you know, like. Yeah. And I was like, I'll do yeah. it there, but we got to get there while it's still light. So I like rushed her out of this yeah. like party, basically, that the lodge was throwing for her. And yeah, I mean, it was a fucking mess, but I think it turned out okay. <laughs> yeah. And then everything worked out on that beach. Everything worked Tulum. out on that beach. I mean, I, I fumbled Beautiful the fucking, sunset. You know, I, I fumbled yeah. the, the speech that I had planned. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, ultimately she I said yes. And it's a kind of a funny story and it's definitely my most memorable fishing story which is hilarious because i didn't fish one cast that day <laughs> I love that's it. great man i love that that's story a, that's, that's hilarious romantic. <laughs> yeah those you know those engagement stories when you're so precious about it they always like everybody that's told me they're like how they proposed their wife and like they were like they had this big thing in their head it never works out it never yeah, works out mess, right you know? yeah and i think a lot of that yeah. is like because you get you 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 wind it up into this thing that you put so much yeah. pressure on yourself and you're so yeah. fucking nervous about yeah, things yeah, that never exactly. happens. Like. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. I love that. It's great. Wow. What a good day for, for Kayla, like getting a fish. It's yeah. her birthday proposal. That's a heck of a day, man. Tape. In Mexico, no. I, had to, I had to ruin the day by proposing, you know, she's like, fuck, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, Ascension Bay is a whole other thing we could talk about, but yeah, we'll leave that for for the next one. You got yeah, you guys got you guys are coming when, this time. 
Yeah. Oh man, I want to like after hearing you guys talk about it, and and I know Aldo went down, and we talked to Kayla about their trip, and yeah. it just sounds amazing. But can we not yeah, shoot, Mitch? Let's just have a time. The same nah, thing. Just that go. Aldo, yeah, like I'm. Yeah, just, just go. And I fish, just want to fucking yeah. fish, okay? I don't yeah. want to hold the yeah. camera. Oh, yeah, you don't have to. Thanks. Yeah. No, I'm, down, man. I'm down. Mitch is like, Thanks, well, why are you getting so Thank angry, you. man? You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to, man. Like, Strap a GoPro to your head and call it a day. Yeah. I like it. Uh, okay, number four, Mitch's Fishies five is uh, why do you fly fish? What do you get out of fly fishing? Why do you do it at all? Hmm. I think that changes day to day. I mean, on a grand yeah. scope of things, I think is like an over-encompassing thing. Um, I really like introducing people to the places that fly fishing brings you. Mm. Um, yeah. I think I think I get more out of that than anything. You know, like fly fishing as an experience is is probably why I fly fish. It's an over-encompassing thing. Bringing people yeah. in it and having them being able to experience that through their own eyes is. I get a lot out of that, you know, like, like Mexico, you know, like talking about Mexico and seeing yeah. Mexico, like seeing how, like, obviously like Mexico to me is, is super special and is in Tequila is super special and that place is super special, but like bringing someone there and having them experiencing it and it being yeah. special on something completely different is amazing to me, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and Lee's Ferry is another one of those places and, and fly fishing has allowed me to go to so many of these special places, you know, like seeing, seeing people get to experience that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and that, and there's a lot that comes with that, you know, like, again, like I, I said with steelhead, like we need people to fish for steelhead to protect the steelhead. Like we need people to experience these places and these cultures and these fish to, to protect those things and protect all of the reasons that it makes them so special. You know, like we're in a, we're in a pretty crazy time where, we're losing, we're losing a lot of these places and pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. 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 Shockingly quickly. And then on a, I guess, yeah, I guess like on a, on a, and then on like a microcosm, like I keep fishing yeah. because I, I like, I like new experiences. Like I like finding new yeah. experiences. I still love the game of catching and fooling a fish through fly fishing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, on a, on a, personal level like it can be everything from a extremely awesome social thing with friends in the community yeah. that i've made and it can also be a place where i can go do it completely on my own and detach from everything that weighs you down yeah. so to speak you know like i honestly get a lot and a lot more than i give credit to to fly fishing so yeah 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 that's a great answer i mean it, there is a ton of reasons you know and i think that's uh I think you've hit a whole bunch on the head. It's interesting fly fishing, like even talking about steelhead and like how it's like, is it ethical, you know? And like, is it, can I, how do I justify doing this? Sometimes I struggle with that, you know? Like I'm like, I'm like, I love this fish so much because of fly fishing. I've gotten so much emotional attachment to like a trout (laughs) and then it's like, and then I stick a hook in its face and I kind of like mess with it and maybe it dies. And it's like, I feel so conflicted all the time, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it's tough, but yeah, here we are, but, living yeah. contradictions. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, actually, like we asked somebody this once, and it was um, he had like such a good answer, like because we were talking about he was a tarpon angler and like wrote a book all about 
Tarpon called Lords of the Fly, Monty Burke, and mm-hmm. and uh, and and he was like, you know what? He's like, it's a thing I have to question every day, and I just kind of like every day I just. I kind of have to find my own justification until I can't, and then I'll stop fishing. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally, totally. But, I can lie to myself you know, every like, day about something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I've got to just, yeah. And then yeah. I got to just, you know, until I, until I can't. But yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a weird thing, fly fishing. Yeah, uh, but and I, I think that, that we'll great, all great we all answers. go through the we all go through that phase too. You know, like we'll yeah. all I think ultimately yeah. get to a space where like you know, our reasons for not fishing will outweigh our reasons for fishing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Whether, whatever those reasons would be, whether it's health or whatever, you know, but that's how it comes. Yeah. 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 Until then we will keep on trucking. I definitely will. Um, (laughs) okay. So the last of the Mitchie's fishies five, number five is, uh, what fly pattern represents you best and why? Like if you were a fly, what would you be? What fly actually represents Casey badgers and angler? As a person, I feel like it'd be a very competitive fly. <laughs> These are deep questions. Uh, Hell yeah, no, man! Ironically, like I'm not as competitive now as I used to be. <laughs> I, was yeah. a, I was a competitive child. I've grown out of that competitiveness. Yeah, a humble fly. Uh, yeah. Shit, I don't know, yeah, man. That's for sure. It's tough. It's a tough one, man. It's just, uh, this is going to go in a coffee table book one day. So <laughs> you know. <laughs> um. Just don't say woolly bugger, man. Just don't say no, woolly bugger. Oh, yeah. Uh, woolly bugger. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, shit. Sometimes people take a long time thinking about this. God, this so is take your time, fucking tough. Yeah. I mean, I you know, it's one got, of those well, things I mean, where you might say, yeah. Oh, God, I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> Ask Kayla. Text her right now. <laughs> Kayla? <laughs> that's a, that's a good question, yeah. Yeah, we'll fly. Kayla would be like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think She'd this be like, is the kind of like question a, where you like, like a bead, you know, like you're dirty. A bead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a bead. Like a San Juan it. worm. You're like it's a dirty, so dirty <laughs> version of a fly. No, I, I don't love know. that. Um, man, I think, I, think I would like squirmy. to believe in a, in a romantic word world. Maybe I'm Please. like a, a modern take on like a muddler, you know, like a, a classic nice. fly that mm-hmm. has some you know yep. artistry to it that you know yep. can adapt and be fished in a multitude of ways for a for a variety yep. of fish i think that would be where i'm at like there's not many fish that, like that. won't eat a muddler so i'd yeah. like to think that i'm yeah. a fisherman that will catch all the fish <laughs> i think that you are man i think that you are you're one fishy dude and i think uh this is one of the, you're one of those guests that, uh, you know, I think you, you, Kayla, like we've had lots of people on the show that are just like, they could be so many different episodes, you know? So it's like, we've done this episode where we get to know you and then the next one will be in person somewhere doing some crazy, Mexico. some crazy fishing trip, yeah. you know? I think that, yeah, or uh, maybe, I think you know, be really maybe we just all need to go to Argentina. We'll win the yeah. lottery somewhere oh, yeah. along the line and we can yeah. go catch some Dorado. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. I love it. That's uh, that's the show, Casey. And like, honestly, thank you so much for coming on. And that was uh, quick. I, I'm I'm really glad Yay. that yeah, it was, it? It was mean, an hour and a half. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was quick. Huh? Your, yours is pretty long. <laughs> yeah, I was. We, we kept going, man. Not in a bad way, of it's course. It's fun to chat, man. <laughs> it is fun to chat. It was it was fun to finally get to like fish yeah. in Montana too, and actually hang out and uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can connect again in person on the water sometime. And and Neil, you got to come out too. And yeah, uh, and yeah. 
Oh, it'll yeah. happen. Thanks so much for coming on, for Casey. Sure. Thank you. Oh, question for you. Oh. Where can Mitchie people? Six. If there's anything you want oh, to kind of, this is right. This is Mitchie six. This, this is the sixth question. Yeah, Casey. This is where this is this is what Aldo kind of like you know at the end. This is where Aldo comes in. This is where he steps in. If there's anywhere Bless people can soul. find stuff that you care about, you know, like what what do you want to share with people? Are there videos people you want to show people or drive people somewhere or your Instagram? Like what? Where can people find you? Yeah, I think I run my life pretty transparently through Instagram, so. I think that's probably the best place. And it's easy. It's just at my name. It's just at KC Badger. Um, yeah. I mean, Wicked. I put everything from, you know, I don't, I won't say I put all of the art stuff I do. There's a lot of work stuff that is boring that I won't put you through on there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, fish, <laughs> bikes, it. art, pictures of Juniper. Boom. It's all on there. <laughs> oh man, Juniper's the best. We'll put the link to your Instagram in the show notes as well. So people cool. can check that out. But thanks. yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show, dude. It was Thank really fun. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Nice to meet you, Yoma. Nice to meet you too, Casey. Today's episode is brought to you in part by the one and only Gills Fly Fishing International. Gills Fly Fishing International provides the destination angler with the best personalized trip planning and booking experiences possible. And they run FFI Magazine, an online fly fishing magazine with articles from your favorite fly fishing writers. The magazine is filled with tips, trips, and tight line stories to get you jacked for your next adventure out on the water. Visit flyfishinginternational.com to learn more. That's flyfishinginternational.com. Or head to ffimagazine.com to check out the magazine. That's ffimagazine.com. Today's show is brought to you in part by Chums. Yes, Chums, the makers of fantastic outdoor gear for guides, dirt bags, river rats, and weekend warriors. Chums has been crafting exceptional products since 1983, most notably including their eyewear retainers, which is how they got their start. Many of Chums' products are made in the USA, and they're all designed with adventure in mind. Head to chums.com to explore a wide range of products, including wallets, bags, phone dry cases, eyewear retainers in all kinds of wicked styles, and much, much more. Every time we hit the water, Chums is right there with us in the form of amazing on-the-water gear, and of course, keeping our sunglasses from sinking to the murky depths of the waters we fish. Head to chums.com to explore sweet stuff, chums.com. Casey's a great dude, huh? He's awesome, man. A fine fellow. Very humble. uh, Very humble, but also, dude, like, serious illustrator. Like, fantastic. He's... Did you see the thing he did uh, of me? No. Okay, well, I don't want to share it because I don't know if this is like I can't share this or not, but I'm going to I'm going to show you. Well, because I don't know if like I just don't know if it's like if I if I can, but like I'll text uh, it to you and okay. then maybe one day we can show everybody, which is I guess kind of boring for the listeners, but I just want to show Yeah, they hate us. Really- it's really really cool check this out i just texted it's really cool oh dude this is why you can't show this is amazing isn't that so cool he's so so talented he's so talented i'm like yeah casey's casey's wicked man and and he's like uh he's such a nice guy man like he was so fun to hang out with in montana and like actually get to just like drink beers and fish with and stuff like that and so chill you know like uh it's cool when you meet people in the community that are like-minded and it just kind of seems to happen a lot you know i think there's just a lot of really nice cool people out there and it's yeah. like you know we, we kind of just found a way to meet them honestly the I, haven't met, thing. I haven't met one on on cool fly uh fly angler 
no, everybody, everybody we meet through this thing is yeah. are awesome. Everybody's really nice and fun yeah. and laid back and interesting and humble and talented a, and everything. I'm so big, yeah, I'm a big Matt Dotson fan. <laughs> oh, so Matt, come on. Matt Dotson's awesome. I love him. <laughs> yeah. He's like the nicest dude in the friggin' world. Yeah. And I, I think he, is he, we yeah, he's just in Texas. Too? Aren't uh, you going there? To Texas? Yeah, I know this is a Casey Badger story, but sorry to. Well, actually, talk about funny enough, else. Kayla, Casey's wife, mm. is in Texas right now fishing for redfish. Oh, and oh if you follow sweet. her Instagram, Kayla Lockhart, she's catching all kinds of amazing fish. So with, yeah, with Matt or with Joe, she's with Joe. No, he's no, he, she's at. Uh, I think she's at a whole other. She's with a whole other guide in a whole different oh. part of the country, um, oh, okay, okay. chasing redfish for a tournament or something like that. But she's getting them, which is cool. But. Nice. Um, but yeah, man, Casey, Casey was really, it was cool to finally have him on the show. I know it's like, there's just so many people we got to have on the show that it's like, you know what I mean? That's another funny thing about this. It's like, there's just so many people. We can just keep doing episodes until we die. You know, yeah. me and you, Yelma, until we're 80 years old. Well, you'll oh be 80. I'll be, God. I'll be 80. 60 or something. <laughs> you'll be <laughs> 20 years. I'm only 10 years older than you, man. I know, I know, I know. Uh, what's new, Yelma? You just got back from the backcountry. You did two weeks back to back, right? Two weeks back to back with uh, Eric at Tomogamy Outfitting. We partnered with them. We The first group was the Brown Girl Outdoor World. Um, seven ladies came uh, came with us and four, which have never fly fished before. Um, and Aldo and I and Adis um, were instructing and also just guiding. And yeah. they caught so many fish. Um, awesome. Second, it was a good week. Second, oh, it was an amazing week. Uh, were there the any challenges at all? Like, was the conditions were perfect? No, conditions were not perfect. Both weeks, you know, we had frost one morning. We had rain, thunderstorms, get, um, yeah, low water levels. Yeah. The, yeah, the ladies had low water levels, and then the 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 brewery, the Goodlock Brewery, the week after had high water levels. Just because rain came. Yeah, yeah. So, and funny enough, the second week with the Goodlock Brewery anglers, that mm -hmm. guided trip that Aldo and I did huge amount of more water because it <coughs> rained like crazy the weekend prior but also mm -hmm. um we're fine because the water levels were high we're finding fish huge brookies in different stretches of the water uh the river that we never fished before which is opens up wow very cool other world yeah so it was a very good trip you had lots of fun lots of good yeah. campfire laughs and things like like what about all the non-fishing moments fun oh yeah fun campfire laughs uh some good you know some nice solid mild joints and uh and nice. um red wine and some good meals and some good people yeah cool Can't that's complain. fun man yeah it was great learned a lot i uh this one this one of the clients on the first trip she no. uh put me on three things that i have to do because we were chatting because okay. she was my canoe canoe buddy my canoe partner mm -hmm. and she's like oh mitch where'd you go what do you mean you're black I closed my camera because the thing oh, was messing up. Oh my god! Um, so she's like, because we were chatting about um, yeah. the Ace Ventura movie at the end, where everybody puked after finding out that the police officer, the cop, Los Einhorn, was uh, transgendered, and how yeah. that is such a detriment into like how we perceive transgendered people. And, like that movie, like that scene in that movie. That movie, it's a, yeah. And she's like, "Did you know that that scene in the movie was a parody of the Crying Game?" And I had no idea. And you know me, a big movie buff. 
Yeah. And so I watched The Crying Game yesterday, and it was just like, oh my god, what an amazing movie! Uh, very <clears throat> powerful flick. And oh. then she put me on. She's like, you need to read Cast. Sorry, not Cast. Okay. Yeah, Cast. It's another yeah. another. It's a Cast. Fuck. You know. Wait. Let me check, man. I, I haven't seen do, I do always... Crying Game. I haven't seen Ace Ventura. I haven't seen any of these. Yeah, well, I know what Ace Ventura is. Obviously, I haven't. Yeah, seen. you don't need to watch Ace Ventura, but a Crying Game, you and Steph no. should watch. Okay, I'll um, check it out. So, and then she put me on another book from by the author of Isabel uh, Wilkerson, which is like you know this badass author, and the, the yeah. book's called Cast, right? It's talking about caste systems. Oh. So I got to read that, and then another one called The Power, which is the book is apparently not that good, but they're making a series called The Power, where like, you know, um, basically. Mm-hmm. Men are in power, you know. We know men as uh, in power, you know, right now or you know, you know, in our time. But this is a book about flipping the gender power struggle, and how um, gender is not. The book is about gender. Is, it's not really. I don't know. I've never read the book, but this is what she's saying. I should check it mm-hmm. out. It's a science. Basically, it's a science fiction um, it's a okay. novel. Okay, so science it's like fi- intri- yeah. Yeah, they're like, you know, in this world, women are in power and, you know, um, basically the egos are the same as what, if men were in power and they were talking about like the the, all right. the duality between the two and all that kind of stuff. So she put me on these kind of three things that I, and I've done one so far because the cool. movie's easier and I got to read cast and then I got to check up on um, the power. So that's it. Right on. So yeah, cool. great time. Wow. Yeah. I know. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like, uh, I feel like that week um, would be great with those people because they're, there's some very interesting people you know very cool yeah. people that go on uh go, go oh, on the man. regular outdoor world trips and and d obviously yeah. was there and and Shelley oh my god i can't i can't hang with d man i can't hang yeah. with her anymore i can't i can't it's too funny she's i just like i can't yeah i'm just like d I can't, you know, oh, she's jokes man she's so, so much, funny so funny so smart too so oh yeah oh yeah and then the good yeah. lot folks that was good lot brewery uh some some people from there eh yeah yeah uh that's fun so the yeah the owner from good lot um good lots of brewery here in southern ontario right yeah southern ontario up fun. uh Very fun. west credit yeah and they honestly they he's made, like do you know what they did yellow before you before you said no, they made me. a beer once that for the credit river fight like beer they made a beer so it's like when you when you bought that beer money went back to fight the the uh, wastewater treatment plant in the credit river so there you right. go I love that. Yeah. And apparently that's what he does. I'm like, so I asked him like, so what's going on with good lot? Like, you know, uh, um, yeah. you know, it's a he's like, it's a deal. he's like, man, we just give away beer all the time. You know, it's like, we just, we're <laughs> like, they're like a beer. They're like a brewery. That's like a philanthropic beer. Bre- right. Like, like they do a lot yeah. of like a lot, I guess what you'd call charity work, but just like work for good. That's cool. Yeah. He's like, that's he's dope. like the Yvonne Schrenard of breweries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool i gotta meet yeah, this fellow yeah. yeah, sounds like a very cool. uh very nice very nice dude and, yeah. and aldo was saying how much he uh i was talking to aldo uh, yesterday mm-hmm. he was saying how much he loved uh loved both weeks and and also mm-hmm. um you know all the people on the on the bgw trip obviously because there were some new faces and mm-hmm. and the good lot the good lot folks were were a ball so ah, it's great yeah. you know it's super fun yeah. when you can go spend time in the woods with uh with good people and and people. have a unique experience so man yeah, yeah. i'm glad you didn't and get learn. eaten by bear welcome yeah. Thank you. We saw bear. We yeah. saw wolves, bears, foxes, cool. beavers, muskrats, eagles, and lots of yeah. trout. <laughs> well, we haven't even talked about Montana, and I know we have on this show, but I haven't talked about it with you, so we got to get a beer this yeah. week, and I can just kind of tell you all about Montana. I'll see you Friday. Yeah? Well, let's do it. I mean, I'll 
I'll just tell Yana that. No. She could come. Yana could come. No, because Yana. then, you know, you two together against, you know, yeah. in front of me. No, just one-on-one. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, we'll figure it out. Well, what else we got coming up? It's Steelhead season now. You're going to BC in like a week. Um, have yeah. fun on that. Um, Thank you. It's going to be, that's going to be so cool. I'm going to be so freaking jealous. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, going. it's going to be cool, man. And you wanted yeah. to go to BC for a while, so that's going to be, uh, that's going to be, that's going to be fun, right? It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah. Excited? Very excited. Yeah. And I'm going to stay in Vancouver after that for another week. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Vancouver. Vancouver. Um, nope. What else? What else we got? What else we got? Aren't you going to Texas? No, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start steelhead fishing soon for the Great Lakes steelhead here in Southern Ontario. I know Idas is, uh, he's getting, uh, he's getting itchy to do that. And we've gotten lots of rain the last few days. So he's been texting me every time it rains saying that, uh, this could be good for the fish. And I'm like, oh yeah. And we're both getting excited for it. And uh, cold weather season is here, which is amazing. Fall is fall hit on September 22nd here in, uh, in Canada and in Northern North America. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, it really did hit right away. It went to like, it went from 28 degrees to like 12 overnight. And it's just stayed there, which is sick because it's sweater season. And you we know what that means. Season. Head to SoFly.ca and head to the merch shop and get yourself a SoFly hood. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I do love sweater season. So do you. You're wearing a sweater right now. One of the old school SoFly hoodies. I, I know. Maroon. The old ones. Very fun. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, I love a good yeah. duffel coat. I love a good top coat, you know? <laughs> yeah. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> this is where everybody stops listening to the podcast. They're like, why am I listening to this Yeah, they're like, okay, we're talking about This is so... Now freaking boring we're sorry thank you for listening uh we love you and check out our youtube page and uh you'll be able to actually see this podcast um not this section of the show we just do the main interviews but you'll be able to see the main interview casey badger me and yoma and uh everybody thank you so much for listening thank you so much for supporting the show it means everything to us and um casey thank you so much for coming on the show it's great to get great to chat and uh yeah i think that's it for now for me mitch uh yoma Bye. Wait, wait, no. If Aldo is here, no, wait, wait, no. If Aldo is here, he would say bye. Yeah, do it again. Bye, Yelma. That's it for me, Mitch, and Yelma. See you later, everyone. (laughs) That was your retake. Oh my god! Thanks so much for listening, and have a good one. You can find all of our content at SoFly.ca. Reach out via email by sending your questions or comments to info at SoFly.ca. Find us on Instagram at the SoFly Crew. Thanks for listening.